Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And we are going back to the 80s, guys. Last month, we talked about E.T., the extraterrestrial, which was celebrating its 40th anniversary. And keeping with our alien anniversary theme of our special little like mini series that we're doing, I guess, for this year, we're covering another alien movie. Jen, what are we covering today? We are covering predator which is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year 35th anniversary of predator came out in 1987 did you did you see this in theaters oh no you didn't no oh wow okay Okay. no we i the first time i saw this was with you what two years ago maybe you'd never seen that before i showed it to you no uh uh-uh at the front door really yeah i think this was on some kind of was it a halloween thing we did like it might have been or was it just random i don't remember i it, it was some kind of we were watching some different alien movies and yeah. we watched this one i know we had we had a list of movies that jen needs to watch before she dies kind of a thing and this was, I think it was on it. So that might've been there. Might've been a random number generator. Oh, I could have been. that up. So. That list gets longer versus shorter. So we just <laughs> don't get to watch too many of those. <laughs> we just have to find a way to merge them into the view, view from a couch viewing. Maybe one you know. year, instead of like an alien mini series, the mini series is movies Jen hasn't seen. We'll call <laughs> it, like <laughs> we'll call it movies. We'll call it movies Jen should have seen by now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. That, that works. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So I did see this in theaters in 1987. I was 13 years old, prime time for a psycho alien, crazy action Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And I got to be honest with you, I love this movie. This is one of my all-time favorite dumb 80s action movies. And make no mistake, this isn't high art, guys. This is the movie that you switch your brain off for. This is the one. This is, and, and it does it better than, say, like a Top Gun or something along those lines, I think. So do you want to tell people who's in it besides Arnold Schwarzenegger, who directed it, any of that stuff? I would love to. Why so this you... was directed by John McTiernan. John McTiernan. And it was written by Jim and John Thomas. Right. Other than Arnold as Dutch, we have Carl Weathers as Dylan. That's right. Elipita Carrillo as Anna. I'm butchering that name, I'm sure. I apologize. <laughs> Bill Duke as Mac. Yeah. Jesse Ventura as Blaine. Sonny Landum as Billy, Richard Chavez as Poncho, and Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator. That is correct. Now, now, here's some interesting stuff that I'm going to throw out there. This movie features three people who did not get their start in acting. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, of course, got his start in weightlifting and weightlifting competitions. Carl Weathers, who got his start, is a football linebacker. And Jesse, the body Ventura, who was, of course, a wrestler. We also have two pre-political people here. Arnold goes on to be the governor of California. And 
Jesse Ventura somehow ended up as the governor of Minnesota back in the day. So, I, you know, what's interesting is I went to his like inauguration party or his oh, his, his victory party the night that he had elected. Okay. A couple of us decided to jump into a car and drive down to Shakopee and see that we do have another athlete turned actor in this Kevin Peter Hall, who plays the predator is actually, it was actually a basketball player in Venezuela. So so we have a, we have a basketball player, a football player, a weightlifter and a wrestler, which I guess is probably more acting than, you know, the athlete, but you know, whatever. So, yeah. So there we have it. So this movie is definitely a guy's guy movie. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's I, I could see why you really would have been into this as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm Richard watching most of this and I'm rolling my <laughs> eyes on so many things. It's like, oh, my God. Well, OK, I, well, I want to know. I, I want to know how you roll your eyes at this, but you're OK with Top Gun, which is just as manly man of a movie. Oh, believe me, I rolled my eyes during like the volleyball scene or the the new one, the football scene, which is like, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> this is just so weird. But this one, the whole at the beginning, you've got Arnold and oh, yeah, Carl Weathers <laughs> with the whole so much macho slap their arms and they're like trying to arm wrestle in midair and they're just flexing their muscles. Oh, yeah. The camera Jesse Ventura yeah. is just a disgusting human being in this movie. Yeah. I just don't like his character at all. I, there's just so much happening in here. That's just if if you're OK with that stuff or if you grew up in the 80s with di- this type of stuff, I think you're going to really like this movie. But <laughs> For someone like me, this was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> well, l- let's be completely honest. There is some, let's be honest, there's some homophobic stuff in here that's voiced by Jesse Ventura and not forgivable. I mean, you've got, you've got, you can, you could say, oh, it's a product of its time or whatever, but you know, we got to be better as human beings. If you can overlook that, which I kind of can, but also cannot, I do cringe at that at that spot where he starts talking the way he does. But, you know, if you can get past it, there's an, there's an, there's an excellent action movie here. There's a movie that you can just sit and watch and have popcorn and enjoy if you can get past that. And yeah, the, the camera definitely lingers on the biceps of Carl Weathers and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger at the beginning when they, when they slap hands. Like, I swear it's like a whole minute, which I know doesn't sound like very long, but when you're, watching a movie and it's just on it's not on it's not a minute it's not a minute it's literally 10 seconds it's 10 seconds i timed it (laughs) and if it feels like a whole minute but it's not a full minute it's like 10 seconds i timed it it's like 10 to 12 seconds but it feels like forever because it just lingers there in this uncomfortable like super obnoxious like oh yeah what is this oh yeah so (laughs) so much testosterone so much testosterone (laughs) all right you guys have big muscles good for you let's move on yeah yeah so let's get into it then let's talk about the movie so basically the movie opens well the movie opens with a shot of an alien spacecraft landing on earth or at least sending a an emissary to earth I don't know. It feels like shoots out of the thing. Yeah. It feels an awful lot like John Carpenter's the thing in the way that it opens there. So, but, and and that's the, that's the, the vibe that I got off of it. 
But it really kicks into high gear when Major Dutch Schaefer, who leads a military rescue team that consists of Mac, Poncho, Blaine, Billy, and Hawkins, he is asked by his Vietnam War buddy Al Dillon, who is now a CIA operative, to rescue a foreign cabinet minister and his aide from insurgents in an unspecified Central American country. <laughs> this, is, this is the same as the Top Gun Maverick and the same as Top Gun, as a matter of fact. Unspecified enemy combatant is what we have. I'm but, sure they're not wanting to offend certain people accidentally or something. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It turns out that Al Dillon, or Dillon is what we're just going to call him. Dillon is going to go with Arnold's team. I'm just going to call him Arnold because Dutch, whatever. He's Arnold, you know? That's the thing. It, that's the thing. Is he's not a... Guys? Arnold always plays Arnold. That, Arnold always plays he doesn't, Arnold. He doesn't play another character. It's just Arnold. He's not a... Sometimes he has different costumes on, but... <laughs> It's the same person. He's not He's not Gregory Peck, guys. He's Arnold freaking Schwarzenegger. You know what he's there to do. And he's just there to, he's there to show off muscles and, and fuck shit up, right? That's what he's there mm-hmm. for. This isn't mm-hmm. like, this isn't rocket science. We're not going for deep thematic meaning or anything like that. So you're not going to get that from me today. No, but he's an actor that we, like we've talked about before, there are certain actors who are not good actors, but they are fun to watch on TV. And he yeah. is one of those actors. Absolutely. He has a certain charisma that makes people mm-hmm. want to go and see his movies, much like yep. Sylvester Stallone did in the, in the eighties and the early nineties or and, the rock now, or the, the rock now. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So once Dylan and Dutch and his crew are inside the unnamed Central American country, the team discovers a wrecked helicopter and three skinned corpses, which happen to be green berets, they, which they, they identify them by their dog tags. Dutch recognizes- That was pretty gruesome looking. Yeah, yeah, it was. Dutch recognizes them, or at least one of them, as a friend of his, Jim Hopper, and he becomes suspicious of Dylan's intentions. Now you asked, it, I always I always assumed that the guy's name was Jim Harper, and it was just because Arnold. Of the way Arnold says yeah, it, yeah, because Arnold's got that <laughs> accent, right? Yeah. So, but it is it's Jim Hopper. Hopper. Now you you asked me if that was a if if the Duffer brothers had a nod to this by naming David Harper's character jim hopper and i i really do think that that's what it is now that i know that I, that's jim hopper i, I mean, think it, it might be too because they definitely try and do a lot of homage to the 80s and there's a lot of 80s callbacks so i i think it's possible i don't know that for a fact but that's the first thing i thought thought about i was like jim hopper <laughs> well the the stranger things series as a whole every season of it is a love letter to the 80s in one way shape or form so I would not put it past them. So they reach a guerrilla camp and they witness the execution of a hostage and they jump into action. Arnold does his Arnold thing and he makes a truck into an explosion or into an explosive device. And then they gun down everybody except for Anna, who is the lone surviving. I guess she's a gorilla, right? Is she a gorilla? I think so. This part was a little confusing to me because okay. I know they saw him kill the hostage. Then One there was them, yeah. just, this was just like, okay, let's show off and blow stuff up. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Which was fine. It was fun to see all that. I mean, it was, I'm not, I'm not saying it wasn't, it was, 
some good action to see there. Right. But I was confused as to was there supposed to be other good guys there that they were rescuing or were they just like, oh, they killed this guy. Now we're going to kill all them. Yeah, I, I don't know. quite following that part. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think know. it matters. I don't know who the hostages are supposed to be because it turns out that there is no cabinet minister and aide that was taken by the insurgents. That was a story that was fabricated by the CIA to mm-hmm. get Dutch to lead them to these guerrillas. And basically what's going on is the Soviets are trying to invade another country in Central America through these guerrillas. So there's also Soviet intelligence officers there. And so I really don't know who the hostages were. I think the hostages were just random hostage number one and random hostage number two or whatever. But none of them really survives, right? Like if there's more than one hostage, the only person that leaves that camp alive is Anna. Right. Um, and I'm almost 100% sure she's not a hostage because the way she talks later, it seems like she is in one of the insurgents. That's yeah. how I took it, okay. that they they found her there. She was there in that group. Okay. All right. So once they figure out that the Soviets are there, Dutch goes after Dylan and says, you know, basically like, hey, you set us up. You, you know, you fabricated this whole thing to get us down here. And, uh, and Dylan basically is like, yeah, we're trying to stop this invasion. And the CIA was responsible for having sent those other Green Beret in. And, excuse me, and the CIA was responsible for sending those other Green Berets in. They are responsible for Jim Hopper and his team getting murdered. So, yeah. Interesting. Now, another follow-up question here. Where the hell did Jesse Ventura's gun come from? I don't remember seeing him lug that through the whole forest there or the woods. Yeah, and all of a sudden he has this giant gun. Did he just yeah, he, yeah, get he it had it with, helicopter and no, he had no. it with him the whole time? Yeah, he had it with him the whole time. That's his, that's his signature. Everybody in this movie has a signature thing, right? Hmm. We got the guy who I just tells don't jokes. remember seeing him carrying that the whole time. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd this large gun come from? Go back and watch it. It's on his back. The guy, I will it, not, but I will take your word for it. In the movie, you've got the one guy who tells the jokes. There's the guy who okay. dry shapes his face. We've got the Jesse Ventura guy who is the, the, the big weapons guy. You've got the Native American tracker guy. You know, you've got everybody. Every, everybody's got a one one thing that they do and okay. jesse ventura is the big weapon guy he's the big gun guy yeah. and arnold flexes his muscles arnold flexes arnold's the leader he flexes his <laughs> muscles and he tells them what to do and they do it right so yeah. oh he had the cigar he smoked his he cigar has this yeah he year. smokes a cigar yeah that's right he smokes a cigar yep so after they capture anna they they phone to, or they, you know, they radio out to evac and they tell them that they can't reach them because the jungle is too dense and that they're going to have to go through this like Valley that is almost impassable to get to a clearing where they'll be able to be picked up as they're heading out to hoof it through the dense part of the jungle there. It becomes apparent that they're being followed. Somebody is watching them and, and somebody that looks, somebody that can see heat signatures, Somebody that can, somebody that's recording audio of them. Yeah. So who was the, who was the guy that was kind of like their tracker or whatever? Like he, he was almost Billy? like this. Is it Billy? Okay. The native, the native American guy. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. seemed to, 
I don't know if he sensed it or if he heard it. Cause I felt like while the predator was doing the mimicking thing, you could, when they go close up to Billy, you could almost hear it in the background. So I wonder if he didn't hear this predator, like mimicking his laugh. Cause at that point, predator was mimicking Billy's laugh. No, and so no that's could, not when he does that. That's not when he does that. He does that at the end. He doesn't do that at that point. That's you hearing Billy's laugh through the predator's receptors or through his like recording device. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's not that's it. not him. I've watched it twice before this, and I swear yeah. the second time that's what it sounded like was that he was mimicking at that at that point. Nope, because if you listen to the actual laugh, it's not like a repeat, it's a continuation. So like Billy starts laughing at, and you hear it like normal human ears would hear it, and then it switches to the predator's vision, and you can hear it the way the predator hears it, and it's just a continuation of that laugh. He doesn't huh. mimic that laugh until the very end when he's mocking. Arnie, Arnie as he's, you know, okay, getting ready to nuke everything. Yeah. So I think, but I think Billy does see it, see it at one point. He sees something in the jungle at one point that comes up. That's coming up actually pretty shortly here, as a matter of fact, because Anna tries to escape. And while that's going on, Billy catches some sort of glimpse of the creature and Hawkins, you know, catches Anna but the creature attacks and kills him and spares Anna. And that's when Dutch notices that Billy is acting a little weird and he asks him about it. And he's like, it's something out there. You know, he's looking straight into the jungle. He's like, there's something out there. I can feel it or I can see it or something like that at the, in the trees or something like that. He says, Mm -hmm. so I think you're onto something. I think he notices that there's something following them. Yeah, definitely. 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 But the, what did you think of the predator vision, like predator vision, the, uh, the, the thermal. I thought that was an interesting take on making it a little different than they just see, like we see, because yeah. obviously these are going to be different creatures. They're not going to be like us. There's, there should be different ways of communicating and sight and all that stuff. So I, I thought that was an interesting way to do it. Right now, what I liked is the way that, you know, it almost seems extraneous that because Mac, when they're getting ready to leave the camp, Mac tells Dylan to come, come to him and turn around and he stabs Dylan on the shoulder, but he actually didn't stab Dylan. He stabbed a scorpion. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And the predator yeah. is watching all this happen. And Mac like crushes the scorpion under his foot. And when the team moves out, the predator starts looking around and he's seeing these heat signatures fade. And then he picks up the scorpion and you watch it go black. Right. You watch it go to nothingness, which sets up the end of the movie, which, you know, tells the, tells you as the audience, oh, he can't see something unless it's got heat to it. Like I did not pick body. that up at all. Oh yeah. The scorpion that's, thing. <laughs> oh yeah. That's definitely <laughs> there. That's that the up. whole reason okay. he picks up the scorpion and looks at it is so that you can see as the, as the heat as the heat is, is fading from that body. He, it goes cold and it's just a shadow on huh, his hand. Okay. Now. Yeah. So that's what do what you think about the camouflage of the alien? Like what they were actually seeing, how they did that? It's dated, but at the time it was so badass. You're, you know, I remember thinking to myself, okay, so if you can actually cloak yourself like this, you could do anything, you know, 
it's I thought I always thought that the Predator effects looked good for their time. I think that they look dated now, but in 1987 they were amazing. So, yeah. I still thought it looked pretty good. I mean, I you got to remember you're watching an 80s movie, but I still think it looks good. I mean, it sure. definitely gives you the idea that this is a camouflaged creature, but mm-hmm. still allowing us to see where the creature's at. Right. You give a, you get a general shape of it. We don't get a reveal of the creature till the very end or pretty close right. to the very end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I, f- I remember now what Arnie's thing is, it's not just cigars. It's one-liners. All right. He's got yeah. all the one-liners. He's the <laughs> one-liner guy. My favorite now, do you have a favorite out of all these? Like there's get to the chopper. There's knock, knock. Like he, he like blows that door down and he's like, knock, knock. <laughs> no, I didn't like any of those. Oh, you didn't like any of that? What about stick around? Did you like stick around? No, that was dumb. Ah, uh, he impales a guy with it. He says, stick around. <laughs> the only one I, I kind of like is the get to the chopper. And that's just because you say that sometimes. <laughs> and so I actually had reference to what the heck you're talking about when you say that in real life. So, <laughs> oh man. The other, that's not Good really stuff. my thing though. So I, you know, there's something it, for everybody. This is just, that's not something that I gravitate towards that I enjoy seeing that, I guess. I don't know. Sure. It's so much of Arnold's character in everything that he does that, you know, I mean, just even from, even from the Terminator, I'll be back, you know, all of the, you know, all these great lines that he's had over his entire career. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's what you go to see Arnie movies for is yeah big biceps big guns and one-liners that's what he's there for that's what arnie <laughs> is that's what he does you know what you're getting there's no pretense in an arnold schwarzenegger movie at least not anything prior to 1997 end of days probably you know yeah definitely so hawkins catches up with anna the creature attacks and kills him and spares anna or anna we're we watching Frozen. Dutch <laughs> goes to, yeah. Dutch organizes a search party. And while they're all searching for this creature, Blaine gets killed by a laser blast to the chest and it blows his chest wide friggin' open. And I remember being in the theater, seeing that scene and being completely blown away by that, going, holy crap, they just blew his chest open. So my question is, yeah. does, I'm assuming the predator has different weapons because he blows his chest open. Another mm-hmm. guy, he shoots in the head and it does not explode like that. It just, he dies and there's blood yeah. and then he shoots Arnold and it ba- basically almost ricochets off of him. So does he just have different weapons that he uses? Why doesn't he just use the blow a hole in the guy every time? And then he's, mm-hmm. he's got him. Because he doesn't want, first of all, he collects skulls. So the guy that he shot in the head, he doesn't want to blow his head off. He wants that skull. That's what he's there for. That's his trophy. So he's not going to blow that guy's head off. So yes, he does have different weapons, probably has different settings on different weapons. He's also got those, those knives, those Wolverine-esque knives that come out of the gauntlet on his, on his armor. So yeah, he's got different weapons. Definitely different. All right. He has a many okay. different ways to murder people. So speaking of that, okay. So speaking of that, 
Do you consider this a horror movie? No. No, you don't think it has horror aspects to it? Oh, it does, but I think it's an action movie, not a horror movie. Just an action movie, not a hybrid, not a sci-fi action horror, not a sci-fi horror. If anything, I would say action with a touch of horror on there, maybe. Um, I mean, I know there's sci-fi aspects to it, too, but the only sci-fi aspects is there's an alien in it. So I don't think that's enough to make it a sci-fi movie. There's aliens, there's alien technologies, you know. That whole thing. It's still an alien. There's an alien in there, and obviously, an alien's <laughs> going to have his own technology. So it's still just an alien in here that they're going after. I say this is mainly an action movie. Oh, all right. Okay, fair. What enough. do you think it is? I th- I think it's I think it's an action sci-fi horror movie because it has elements of all of those things. It has elements mm-hmm. of sci-fi. It has elements of horror. I mean, they're being tracked by an unseen, unstoppable creature an unseen unstoppable foe that is killing them in multiple different ways and then skinning them and taking their skulls that's pretty horrific to me okay i would i mean think about it if it was some dude with a chainsaw running around in the forest doing that you would consider this a horror movie yeah probably Probably. i guess that's why that's why to me it seems okay okay that makes sense yep so, okay, so when when Blaine gets killed, Mac loses his shit and he kind of goes berserker and starts shooting wildly into the jungle and everybody else follows suit. This is another one of those, let's shoot everything. So my comment is, look, someone is shooting in a random direction. Let's all shoot that way too. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. <laughs> they just kind of, they just kind of, <laughs> Go with the flow when it comes to, oh, we we need to shoot over there. Let's all shoot over there. Everybody shoot over there now. In in their wild firing, they do manage to wound the predator, but the only person that notices is Anna. She's the one who notices. She sees this weird green. She sees this weird, like, fluorescent green blood on a leaf. So... Once they've once they've spent all their ammunition, because I guess Mac just decides to, you know, he he keeps firing until he's got nothing left. Once they've spent all their ammunition, they kind of regroup and they come to the conclusion that they're being hunted. Big surprise, guys. Big surprise. (laughs) Dylan thinks it's gorillas, not gorillas, but gorillas like the insurgents. Mm -hmm. But Billy is convinced that the. Pursuer is not of this earth. It's not human. Dutch realizes that the enemy uses the trees to travel. And Anna now decides it's time to start telling stories about how her people have seen enemies like this for decades. So do you think Anna should have maybe said something sooner or do you think she was hoping that the predator would like wipe all the rest of these guys out so she could run off? I have, I don't know. Her motivations are kind of weird. I don't know. Cause then all of a sudden she, you know, find out she does speak English and sometimes she loses her accent and I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Okay. So, yeah. So Anna, for me, Anna, I, you know, for her, me, her only motivation was to get away from these guys. Right. I think she was an insurgent and I think she was there to like, do what she was doing and she didn't want to be, you know, captured by these people. So I don't know. I don't know. I just always felt like she could have, you know, been a little more forthcoming with these stories <laughs> than, you know, I, don't, I try not to think too much about it, but 
So they set a trap or they, no, they don't set up traps. They set up like mines at, at camp at night and it gets set off by a wild boar and Mac goes and kills the wild boar thinking it's the predator. But really the, the boar was actually take, was trying to run off with Blaine's body. And then the next day they concoct, they get, everybody's at MacGyver in this, in this movie, by the way. So they set up this big trap with a net and they catch the creature but then it manages to get out and it injures Poncho and Mac and Dillard, Mac and Dylan go after it. They go looking for it to try and like hunt it basically. Right. And they're like, they're doing this whole like real quiet hunting thing. And this is Mac is the one I think that you were talking about that got shot in the head because the creature finds him and blows his head off. Doesn't blow his head off, blows a hole through his head really. And then Dylan has this great scene where he gets his arm blown off and he's got two like MP5s or something like that. And with one arm off, the arm is laying on the ground and still pulling the trigger. That's how, that's how cheesy this movie can be at times. (laughs) I laugh every time I see it because it's obviously a rubber arm that somebody's, you know, manipulating, but it's pretty fun. It's fun. I like it. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is, Carl Weathers turning around with the gun in his hand and missing an arm. I always look to see if I can see like his arm tucked behind him. You know how you can sometimes tell and you can tell, you can definitely tell if you look, it's there for a split second. They don't dwell long enough for you to be like, Hey, that's not right. But if you pause this movie, you can see it. (laughs) You can see where his arm is tucked behind him. So Carl Weathers didn't have his arm blown off for this movie. What? I know. You know, talk about phoning it in. Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the uh, the creature, after it kills them, the survivors, it's going after the survivors, but Billy stays behind to fight the creature. He decides he's going to take off all of his gear from the waist up and then grab his machete and fight. I didn't understand this at all, but all right. I don't, I don't know. It it smacks of the whole, like, well, that's what an Indian guy would do, right? He'd try and fight it because of his honor and stuff, right? Like that whole, like white dude trying to figure out how like an Indian or a native American, native American, sorry. That's what they would say. Indian white dude trying to figure out how a native American is thinking or would think in this situation Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's what it, that's what it feels like to me. It always felt a little, It felt a little bit like a caricature, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, he does. And Billy gets killed because let's face it, he's no match with a, with a machete. He's no match for a predator with these armor, you know, and and all that stuff. But if the creature then follows the rest of the survivors, kills Poncho, and then Dutch realizes that it doesn't attack anyone who's not armed. So he tells Anna, who's not armed, to get to the chopper. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm surprised he, that's not your favorite line from this it, it's a good one it's a good one i do like stick around is my favorite stick around that's my favorite one i don't know why i don't know it, <laughs> it's arnold you know i just i love arnold schwarzenegger i love him i think he's fantastic i think he's just he seems like a decent person you know and and his movies are fun like he makes fun movies i i don't know i don't know what to tell you 
I can't explain <laughs> this. I can't explain this. You don't have, have to. You like someone, you like someone. That's I have, just how it is. I have two sides to my filmic personality. The side that likes like serious films that you can look at and ha- that you have to engage with. And then I have the side that is like, okay, I just want a movie that where they blow shit up and Arnold Schwarzenegger says stupid shit. That's there's two of me. There's two. I have two sides to my film personality. Actually, I probably have more, but you get my point. So while Anna is getting to the choppa, Dutch distracts the creature by running off and it follows him to a riverbank. Right? No, it follows. Excuse me. He falls into the water and goes down like a waterfall and the creature goes down the waterfall and Dutch crawls out of it onto a a muddy riverbank and when he turns over he is completely covered in mud and the creature comes out of the water and at this point his cloaking device is uh is malfunctioning and he has to turn it off so we see him broad daylight see him for what he is he's obviously an alien at this point if there was any question until this point even though we saw an alien ship shoot him and shoot him onto earth but if you had, let's say you had walked in like right as Arnold's chopper was coming into the unnamed middle America or central American country and you had missed the alien ship dropping off its cargo, this would leave no question now. This is an alien that is hunting them, but it can't see him. The, the mud is, is covering him and he, and, and this is where Arnold Arnold kind of deduces that it can't see him over mm-hmm. the course of this. No, it is this. It's this, it's this, it's this particular scene. This is what tells him, okay, when I have mud on me, it can't see me. Do you think he's smart enough to know, okay, it sees heat and the mud cools me. So obviously that's what's going on. I don't or- know how a normal person makes that leap. I don't, I don't get that. But here's the either. other thing too with this whole mud thing that I have a problem with yeah. is this is not realistic, okay? No. I understand you put mud on you, you will probably for a short moment of time yeah. still be cool, but your right. body heat is going to heat that mud up. You and are dry only it out. going to be cool for a very, very short amount of time. That's right. This is BS. I'm sorry. He's not going <laughs> to get mud on him and be hiding from the predator. That's just not going to happen. Hundred percent true. It's it's <laughs> it's bad movie logic. It's bad movie logic. Again, not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. <laughs> so, the creature, having failed to see him, runs off to go and get its trophies, and we get to see what it does. It like basically bisects the back of one of the one of the people. I don't know who it is. I don't remember which one it is, but and it rips the spine out with the with the skull attached to it, and then it cleans the skull and it keeps the skull it puts it in a little satchel on its side it's pretty darn cool but while it's doing that dutch goes all macgyver again and he makes all these traps and weapons and then he lures the creature out in the middle of the night by lighting a torch and shouting a war cry i'm not sure how the predator creature knows that that means hey come to me i want to fight you but that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, so while he's camouflaged, he manages to injure the creature. 
and it starts shooting blindly into the forest as well. And Dutch escapes into the river and the river washes away the mud that he's using for his camouflage. And it damaged, damages the creature's armor enough that it decides, okay, we're going to do this hand to hand. Right. And you get this scene Now this is the part where I'm like, okay, all right. I, I, I'm still with this movie at this point. Okay. Because I think what we're supposed to take from this is that the predator believes that Arnold is somehow worthy of hand-to-hand combat instead of, instead of, instead of like blowing a hole in his head or blowing his chest open. Right. Okay. But what makes it think that what has he done so far? I don't even it, know how you get to that leap that he thinks that anyways. But Well, that's why it shrugs off all of its armor and takes off its mask. And it's like, we're going to fight hand to hand. I thought he took off the armor and stuff because it was malfunctioning, wasn't working right. I always took it. I mean, it is, but I always took it as. That could be why he, he takes the helmet off, because I never I wasn't quite sure why he took his helmet off. Right. I always took it as they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have fisticuffs at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really don't know why Arnold is, I really don't know why it thinks of Arnold as worthy of hand-to-hand combat. I don't think that Arnold has done anything so far to make it, to make this, this, they, this creature that hunts like the greatest warriors. That's what it's. That's what its shtick is. It hunts warriors. It hunts people that are armed. And I don't understand why it thinks. What What did Arnold show it? What did he? What What was it that? What do you think it was that convinced it to be like? Yeah, we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight man to alien. You know, or Glundark to alien. I guess because he's it's alien to him. You know. He saw him flexing his muscles, so he thought, nope, I'm going to try this guy. Well, okay, you know, Arnold does lose every piece of clothing from the waist up over the course of this Mm -hmm. entire movie. First, it's the sleeves, then he's just wearing a vest, then the vest is gone, and he's got this thing over his chest, and then he takes that off, and he's just completely bare-chested. So maybe you're right. Maybe he's like, all right, let's see what you got. (laughs) Could be. Who knows? It could be. It could be. They have this hand-to-hand combat, and Dutch is outmatched pretty pretty obviously outmatched but so he ended up he ends up trying to goad the alien to come into a booby trap that he's created but the alien figures it out he sees the spikes that are supposed to impale him and he's like nah dude i'm going around he goes around behind him and arnold triggers the trap which is set to a counterweight and the counterweight is actually what what smacks down on top of the predator and in and mortally wounds it. Do you think that was Dutch's plan all along? Do you think that it was like, okay, do you think he was like, okay, he's not going to come through here because he's too smart for that. He's going to go around behind me. And when he does that, I'll set the trap off and drop that on. He's not that smart. I don't know. You think he, you I, think he I, just I, saw the opportunity was like, I, right, th- yeah, I, okay. I mean, it's possible. Okay, let me take that back. It's possible. This is supposed to be a decorated veteran that rescues it, does these rescue missions. Maybe yeah. he did. Maybe he thought out multiple options. It's possible. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to him just because uh, uh, he's supposed to be 
He's supposed to be very good at what he does. Right. That's always the way I took it. Is that that? So you're saying that you didn't take it that way. You think you just he just improvised on the fly when when the predator decided it wasn't going to go after him. Is that how you took it when you watched it? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I don't know. I think on one of my viewings, I thought it was that. And then maybe on another viewing, I thought, oh, I think he thought that it was going to go this way anyways. Hmm. I think I've done. I think I've thought both because I'm feeling like one time I was like, oh, he knew he was going there. But then this last time I watched it, I didn't think that. So interesting. I don't know. (laughs) It's 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 left open to debate, right? There's where the movie's engaging with you. You have to figure out whether Dutch was smart enough to know that the alien was going to go around the trap or if he just improvised. (laughs) There's your interpretation. So after he crushes the creature with the counterweight, the thing's still alive and they have a little conversation where Dutch says, what the hell are you? And the alien says, well, what the hell are you? <laughs> and then he sets, he sets a bomb off, basically. He starts a little timer. Now, let's just be clear. He doesn't say, well, what the hell are you? He just says, what the hell are you? He's just mimicking. So I don't think the alien knows what he's saying. I just think he's mimicking. You think he's just mimicking it? Yeah, I think he's mimicking. I don't think he knows what he's saying. I think this is this is just my interpretation. I've always took it as the the predator doesn't has never been bested by one of its prey. And so when Arnold says to him, "What the hell are you?" the predator's like, "What the hell are you? And who are you to destroy me?" Right? Hmm. Kind I didn't of, take like, it that way. That's how I've always taken it. Huh, That's how okay. I've always taken it. It's never well. That is the more manly man way to take it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm such a manly man. I'm just, I, so. I'm just saying that. That's that's kind of the it tracks, interpretation right? of yeah. of you know Arnold's so great. How could he best me? So I must you know find out who this is versus right. it's just a mimic where that's how I took it. It was just a mimic. So and that's it could be too, either so could, one. Yeah. <laughs> That, I mean, that's set up to it because it does mimic things, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of stuff. Like one point when it's going after Mac, I think, oh no, when it goes after Dylan, it says over here a couple yeah. of times and it like attracts him over there and that's how he ends up shooting him. But so, so, I mean, I, I could see how you come up with that interpretation. I just, I guess I've always thought of it as this alien thought I'm going to fuck this guy up. And, and now it's like, how in the fuck did you do this to me? You know, how did I just lose to you? I'm a predator. You're just some weirdo human. You know. And the weird thing is, is very seriously, he probably was thinking that. And then just the words come out with a mimic and it means something. (laughs) Oh my God, it's both. What the hell? It's It's both. both. Oh my God. (laughs) It just happens that Dutch had the exact words that it needed to say, but it just didn't know what it was saying. It just said it and it happened. It just said it. It just works. It works. It's a it's multi-level. This is such a deep, a deep film. So Dutch recognizes a countdown when he sees one, right? Because he's a military guy. He knows what a countdown looks like. And he sees it on the alien's wrist and he knows something's gonna do, it's gonna do something. He doesn't know what it is. Turns out it's a freaking nuclear explosion, right? That's a nuke, isn't it? It can't be a nuke because otherwise he wouldn't survive it. When you when they see the actual explosion from the helicopter that's coming to help them, 
or mm-hmm. coming to rescue Dutch at this point, only Dutch. It has that mushroom cloud look to it. It that does. To, that to me says nuke. It and does. I, it does. But I mean, in reality, if that was a nuke, he would not have survived that. He's way too close. There's no way he could have gotten far away, uh, far enough away from that to be out of that radiation zone. Yeah, but he said we don't know what happened to him after. So he could have taken a bunch of radiation and died later. Or it's just like Jack Bauer. He hid behind a log and he's fine. <laughs> Jack Bauer hid behind a sand dune and he was fine. So we know, you know, the predators nuke didn't do anything to Arnie. You know it. <laughs> but the last time we see Dutch, he's in the choppa. Yeah. with Anna yep. and they're heading home or well, Ar- Arnold's heading home. She's probably headed to, to, to like some sort of detention center to be interrogated. Right. She's like, she's not free now. Like she didn't get away. They captured her and now she's going to get interrogated. Yeah. Now are, okay. Are you done with the movie? I got a couple questions. Yeah. Or I got a question I should say. Yeah. So Anna says mm-hmm. that, something like this happens during the hottest years. Yes. So is this thing attracted to the heat somehow? Like it could somehow sense when there's going to be warm weather somewhere on the earth and that's how he gets there. Why was he shot off in the different direction? And none of, I mean, do other predators come too? I, I, this is not explored in this movie. So I was left like thinking, Hmm, so what happens here? Are they somehow have some kind of weather channel back on their home planet that says, yeah. Ooh, earth is going to be particularly warm this year. You might want to make a trip down there. Or <laughs> is it somehow they get there and it's, it just finds the hottest area in the, on the earth. And that's where it goes. I don't know. I, I think th- there's gotta be some way that they, they figure it out because eventually when we see predator two, it happens. Now they're going to dump this, this idea later. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay. So, so Anna does say it comes when it's hottest and that's going to come into play in predator two in predator two. It takes place in Los Angeles on like the hottest day in like decades. They make a mention, they make mention of that early on, but then by the time we hit the third and fourth movies, there's no mention of hot anything. It's just predators attacking, whatever. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So it just yeah. goes away. Okay. It just, it just, I was just curious. Goes away. Yeah. My only other comment is I think the predator costume is cool. Kudos to the designer of this. You did fabulous job. It is really, really cool. Yeah. That I a hundred percent agree with you. The alien look and the alien sound are kind of amazing. Honestly, and we spent we spent an inordinate amount of time when I was a teenager trying to mimic the sounds of the predator and like doing like predator like moves and shit, you know, like that that whole thing where he like spreads his arm and he roars, that whole thing. Like we were just so cool back then. That's what we had to do. We we just you know we flexed our little teenage muscles and acted like that. It was silly, but we loved it. Stan Winston is the guy that created the creature. Now he is and apparently he had some tidbits help from James Cameron. 
Yes. Yeah. Give him some because, pointers. Now he had worked with Cameron on the Terminator. He's also the guy that did the, the, the did the live action dinos in Jurassic Park. He worked on Aliens. He worked on The Thing. He worked on Iron Man, the original Iron Man. The dude is everywhere. He is a special effects, or was a special effects like maestro. He died in 2008, shortly after Iron Man was released, or maybe it was right before Iron Man was released. But yeah, he was, he was, and remains to this day, one of the, one of the benchmarks for for practical effects oh yeah looks like he's won oscars for Mm -hmm. aliens yep terminator 2 and jurassic park yeah rightly so too i mean dude dude made some really cool stuff i just wanted to be very clear that while i think a lot of this movie is kind of cheesy and goofy that costume was (laughs) spot-on amazing i loved it i thought it was great and frankly, the practical effects in the movie are amazing too. Like the 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 death scenes of like Jesse Except Ventura. For the chopped off hand. <laughs> chopped off. Well, if you pause it at the right moment. If you pause it at the now, right moment. Now, if this was if this was Evil Dead, fine, I will take it because that's where you see that stuff. So Sam but Raimi, is... it's fine. But <laughs> this for... was just seemed out of place with that happening. <laughs> for John McTiernan, he's it's not okay, huh? So John McTiernan, not... you know, right? Not in an action movie like this. It's not, I don't know. I don't, th- I didn't think this should be like slapsticky like that. Now, slapstick has its time and place. I did not feel it was appropriate here. I don't think it was intended to be slapstick. I think it was unintentional slapstick at best. I think so too. I don't think they meant it to be that way, but it was cheesy as all get out. That was dumb. <laughs> they should have just it cut was- that whole part out. It was just uh, it was just a product of its time, an '80s special effect that now doesn't look all that great, but back then it was pretty freaking cool, man. You had an arm shooting a gun. Still, you can't you can't imagine how long my friends and I talked about that. But like, man, I can't believe his gun was still going off in the arm, and the arm wasn't even attached to him anymore. Like that was like, and not one of you's like that wouldn't have happened. We didn't give a shit. We were thirteen. <laughs> That's true. So that was good for a 13-year-old at to thir- watch then. At 13 years old, <laughs> this works. That, okay. that totally works. That 100% makes sense. It does. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, all right. So do you have any any tidbits, anything that you'd I like to share? I have two things I would like to share. Awesome. Let's the hear The first one is the original actor cast to play the Predator was actually Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I do remember that. He's he was actually on set for two days, but besides that, and I think there were some issues with moving around and stuff like that. He also had an issue with the fact that his face was going to be covered through the thing and you wouldn't really know that it was him. So <laughs> it, it didn't okay. work out. The second thing, just kind of a little question for you. Yeah. So this film was the second biggest opening weekend of 1987. Do you know what movie in 1987 had the first biggest opening i always like to give you these trivia things because you're usually pretty good at these 87 they had lost boys in 87 we had i don't know how you remember these movies and what year they came out i don't have a clue would you like oh it was lethal weapon i'm gonna guess it was lethal weapon it was not it was beverly hills cop 2 oh beverly hills cop 2 beat predator 
had the biggest opening weekend. Now it doesn't say overall its biggest opening weekend. Well, yeah, yeah. But when did this when did this open? June. This opened in June of eighty seven. I mean, that's primetime summer. That's prime summer real estate. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cup two came out in May. Oh, so it came out beforehand. So it it had it had that it had that record before Predator even even came. I think though that would have had a bigger pull though, because Beverly Hills cop was a pretty big movie and Eddie Murphy was pretty hot. Oh yeah. You know, back in 87 Yeah, and predator is probably, you know, I mean, it's a little bit more unknown. There's not like a known story happening there. So I think it still had a big, big Mm -hmm. draw, but I could see why Beverly Hills cop two was probably a bigger draw to start with. Now I have a piece of trivia if you'll allow it. Yeah. Okay, so this entire movie is this entire movie came about because of a joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was left was was the joke. <laughs> the joke was 1985, Rocky IV comes out, he beats the Russians. And the joke was in Rocky Six, they're in Rocky Five, they're going to have to have him fight an alien. And the screenwriters took inspiration from that and said, you know what? Beefcake fights alien. Let's do it, and that's how we got. That's how we got Predator. That's how we got Predator. Yeah, well, there I, you go. I mean, I remember when Rocky was a running joke. I mean, you remember what was that? It was Weird Al was making jokes about it. I'm pretty sure there was a joke about it in 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 Back to the Future Two when they go to the future, like into the far future. We see like Rocky twenty or something like that. Mm. But okay. yeah, I mean, like Rocky had become a joke by that point. Like we, everybody thinks about Rocky four and it's like, oh, everybody loves that movie because Rocky beats up the Russians and we were in the middle of the cold war. But now when you look back on it, everybody was mocking it. Everybody was making fun of it. And while I like it for its cheesy 80ness, it was definitely a joke. And these yeah. guys, these guys went with it and go with it. So yeah, now there is a prequel coming out to this movie i heard that it's called prey and it comes out in august i think we should cover this if we can work it in but it is a it takes it takes place in the i think it takes place in the american west 300 years ago and it has to do with it has to do with the comanche nation and their interaction with a predator. So I feel like that should be, that could be a fun movie to talk about. They're going, if we can get it in the schedule there. Yeah. See, let's see if we can, let's see if we can slot it in there at some point in August, because I don't know. It just seems, it seems like an interesting thought to instead of going way far into the future and continuing the story of the predator going after everybody kind of see like they're kind of taking Anna's comment of, you know, my people have seen this for decades and kind of being like, okay, well, if they've seen it for decades, it's been going on for at least that long. And if they're this advanced, it must be going on many, many years before that. So I think that's what this is kind of going for. So, yeah. So there we go. Then we have to ask the question. We always ask the question, keep rent or erase Jen. Where do you fall on Predator? 1987. I would go with a mild rent. I knew it. 
this is definitely not a keep for me. I've seen it three times now. It'll probably be Ugh. a while before I see this again, but I can't say that I'd never watch it again. There might be some time where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Throw it on. <laughs> I could see why some people enjoy it. Sure. This, this it's not a keep for me to either. Cause it, it's such a manly man show. And I don't know that, <laughs> that some of that behavior just is kind of does. I, it doesn't appeal to me. You know, I, I don't, quite latch onto that so much, I guess. So, but I could see why some people like that. This is an Arnold movie that helps save this a bit because he is fun to watch, even though he's super ridiculous in some of this (laughs) stuff, but I don't know. I think I'm going to go with a mild rent. Oh, oh, you're breaking my heart, but I saw it coming. I did. I saw it coming. I don't know why you're going to keep this. I am going to keep this movie. This is a definite keep for me. As we were watching it, when we watched it for this review, I kept thinking to myself, boy, I wonder if there's a 4K release for this. I would love to see this in in ultra high def, you know, blood splattering everywhere. I I, I want to see this in the most pristine possible way. If there is a re-release of this in theaters for like, say it's 40th anniversary, my ass is going to be in the seat for it. No question. I love this movie. It's absolutely ridiculous. This movie is beyond silly, but it is so much fun. And Arnold is so charismatic in everything that he does. Every movie that he makes, I will watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I don't even care what he's doing. If he's going to say one-liners, give weird looks to the screen and say one-liners when he does cool shit, I'm there. And I'm not even like, I'm not even that guy. I don't even care. Like, like you like the rock and this is the exact Mm -hmm. same thing. The rock does. Mm-hmm. The Rock does the manly man things. So why does this not work for you? But but the Rock stuff does. I'll tell you why. This I grew up with. You hadn't seen this until no. the past maybe five years, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I saw this in theaters at 13 years old. That's a formative age. Those of us who did see this, we're going to keep a movie like this. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep this movie because I will forever go back to Predator. I will always go back and watch this movie. If it's on TV, I will, f- I will pause. I will look, I will watch. I, I quote it. I hum the song. Sometimes I do the get to the chopper thing all the time. You do. And, and I mean, it's just one of those things that's in my filmic vocabulary. It's one of my weak spots. So there we have it. Keep for me, rent for you, mild rent for you. I know it's a mild rent. You definitely, you definitely almost went erase on this, didn't you? I thought about it. You did. Oh my God. I did. Okay. okay. I, I didn't think it was okay. So <laughs> I, I kind of thought about Conan and <laughs> I was not- like, okay, that was definite garbage. <laughs> and I erased that. This is better than that. So yeah. <laughs> The woman just called Conan garbage. Just remember that, guys. Remember that, okay? So far, we've done two Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. One of them was in a race. The other one is a barely a rent for you. <laughs> do you even like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? I do. We're gonna we're gonna talk Terminator at some point. I like I like True Lies. That was good. That's I a, like that's a very good movie. I like. Terminator. There's the second one, the one with the liquid goo guy. The liquid, the liquid metal guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've only seen that one of the Terminator, but not seen a, any other. 
Oh my god! So I liked that one. I thought that was pretty good. Kindergarten Cop. That was funny. Shut. Okay, stop. Just I like Kindergarten Cop. Twins, right? Is that the next one? Twins. Is that what you're gonna be saying? Twins. Yeah. I Jingle all the way. Did you like too. that one? No, that one was kind of. <gasps> eh. You don't like Jingle All the Way? It was okay. It was filmed here. I thought everybody from Minnesota likes everything that comes out of Minnesota, like Prince and Jingle All the Way. And that one with Kirstie Alley, there was some like pageant movie that came out with Kirstie Alley in it or something that everybody was like gaga over back in the 90s. I don't know. Well, whatever. And other than that, I don't know. I don't think if I know any other movies he's been in. Have you ever seen End of Days? No, I don't think so. Oh, wow. We've got some work to do. We have some work to do. I know. I do say that a lot. We're going to do, we are going to do our, I think next year we'll do our retrospective stuff <laughs> on movies Jen should have seen by now. All right. So next week we are going to cover Black Phone. All right. Black Phone is, it's a Blumhouse flick, right? Isn't this another one of those ones where they like conned Ethan Hawke into doing a Blumhouse movie? It could be. I was like, I, I think Ethan Hawke is in it and it looks like it's kind of creepy. Other than that, I don't know much about it. I think Jason Blum has some dirt on Ethan Hawke and that's why Ethan Hawke always seems to show up in like his movies. I, I don't that know. or their friends. That maybe, I think it's better that it, if they, if whatever, man, the friends, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. So that'll be next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you right here on the couch. Thank you for listening to A View from the Couch. We value your feedback. Please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your preferred podcast listening app. You can reach us on Facebook by searching at A View from the Couch, on Twitter at View underscore Couch, or by emailing us at A View from the Couch at Yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening. Bye. See ya.